On Monday, a mob of college town commies in North Carolina toppled a 93-year-old Confederate soldier statue at the Durham County Courthouse and proceeded to kick the hunk of metal while shouting obscenities. We'll analyze. Plus, Amanda Prestigiacomo, Jacob Airy, and Paul Bois join the panel of deplorables to discuss the Trump train smushing CNN, kumbaya nonsense, and the bubonic plague. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. So we're going to get to this, the toppling of the statues. But first, there is a little bit of business to cover. I just got some bad news this morning. My father called me. Uh, he texted me first. He said, call me and you get a chance. I called. And we found out that we are distant relatives of Hillary Clinton. I, I'm actually I'm somewhat tickled by it. We already know that I am a cousin of uh, Beyonce. We haven't proved it yet, but I think it's obvious. But we are. I have a first cousin once removed, I think, who married a Rodham, which makes me and Hillary cousins. So, Madam Secretary, whenever you get the opportunity, would love to have you on the show and have a little family reunion. Now we have to move to smashing, uh, smashing statues. So the left, this has been brewing for a long time. The left has wanted to topple these old Confederate statues, any remnant of antebellum South they want to get rid of. And luckily we were, you know, I guess because people have smartphones now, they're always recording these things as they happen. We have video footage of these social justice warriors toppling the statue last night in Durham. Can we play it? <laughs> You know, actually, Marshall, I think that was that wasn't the college kids last night. That was the Taliban destroying a 1500 year old statue of Buddha. And yeah, the way you can tell is the accent on the Allahu Akbar is it's not a southern accent. It was more an Afghanistan accent. Do we have the actual clip that we can play? They are just charming, aren't they? Just screaming like hyenas, those little animals. They do you see that one guy, that kind of doughy guy at the end flipping it off and yelling obscenities? So the issue here is did you if you didn't hear what they were chanting, they chanted, no cops, no KKK, no fascist USA. Later they chanted, We are the revolution. Now I can get on board, I guess, with no KKK or no fascists or no Nazis or whatever. But the first one was no cops, which they may have just been describing the event in Charlottesville on Saturday. They, that might have have been a recap of how little the police did to stop the violence there. But I think what they're, they're, they're obviously far left radicals. And we do know that the people who came and pulled down this statue were members of the uh, IWW, the Democratic Socialists of America, the Workers World Party, far, I mean, actual communists, right? These how did they pull it down, Michael? So they put, they tied a little noose around its neck and ripped it down. And there, there is, it's pretty funny that they chose this one because it wasn't a statue of Robert E. Lee. It wasn't a statue of Jefferson Davis. It was just a Confederate statue, a generic statue dedicated to the boys who wore the gray. And it was built a century ago. It was built a hundred years ago. And this, uh, there, a lot of cities are following suit. 
Five cities around the country after the events in Charlottesville have said they're going to pull down all of their Confederate monuments. Officials in Kentucky, Maryland, same thing. It, the time has come after decades. We have to pull these things down. And uh, so are the Donald a wonderful source for news? I check it every day. It's the, the Reddit page for Donald Trump supporters. They pulled out a, a few other examples of monuments that obviously now we have to take down. For instance, the Taj Mahal, quote, whoops, built by Hindu slaves. Time to tear it down. I don't know how it's been allowed to stay up for so long. Uh, the uh, Bill Clinton, of course, we, quote, cannot glorify rapists. Tear down this symbol. <laughs> uh, I couldn't possibly agree more. Uh, then FDR, we have to remove this one. Quote, internment camps for Asians stole their property. Also a communist. All true. And finally, did you know that Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, the great social justice activist, he was against gay marriage. Got to pull that down. And an adulterer. And wait, well, hey, come on now. No, don't, don't get off topic. Martin Luther King was against gay marriage. So obviously we got to pull that one down. Now, <laughs> I, uh, I have no sentimental feelings for the Confederacy. I, uh, George uh, Cobb Knowles, an ancestor of mine, was killed as a Yankee at Boynton Plank Road. I'm a Yankee through and through, but I really, really don't like this move to take down the Confederate uh, statues and statues of any kind for that matter. So why not take down the monuments? All of the argument, it seems, is on one side that we have to take them down, but why not? There are at least 1,500 Confederate monuments around this country. So I guess this little gang of roving communists is going to have to go to each and every one of them all around the country. And there, there is a lie that's going around the internet that these Confederate monuments, they were really, a lot of them were built in the 60s as a response to civil rights. It's not really about Southern culture at all. That isn't true. The vast, vast majority of these monuments were built before 1925. They were built as the nation was finally healing from its civil war. So that, you know, for the first time you had Confederate soldiers who were receiving uh, federal benefits for being American veterans. You had that generation sort of dying off and, uh, and even Rich Lowry from National Review, which was formerly the definitive conservative publication, he says it's time to take them down. He wrote, quote, the monuments should go. Some of them simply should be trashed. Others transmitted to museums, battlefields, and cemeteries. And Rich Lowry, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree more, but Rich Lowry is invoking Robert E. Lee himself in this. He, he points out that Robert E. Lee noted, Quote, I think it's wiser not to keep open the sores of war, but to follow the examples of those nations who endeavored to obliterate the marks of civil strife and to commit to oblivion the feelings it engendered. Now, I don't know if Rich is aware of this, but Robert E. Lee was wrong about a number of things, particularly with regard to the Civil War. In particular, the Civil War. He was completely wrong about the Civil War. Why would we defer to him on how to recover from the Civil War? I'm not so sure. One of the responses that they very often make, the social justice warriors who want to take down the statues, are that, you know, we took down Nazi statues after World War II. When the, the, in 1946, the Allies ordered the destruction of Nazi monuments and Nazi statues. I think this is a stretch. I think it's a stretch to compare World War II and the way that we treated our enemies with the way that we as a nation decided to heal from our civil war, to deal with our original sin of slavery, an, an issue that we'd been trying to grapple with since the Constitutional Convention, since the Declaration of Independence. Uh, you know, 
President Lincoln summed up how we were going to treat the South. He said, with malice toward none, with charity for all. We reunited as a country. We've treated those soldiers as veterans. We treated those rebels as our fellow countrymen. A another little point to notice is the Nazi regime lasted for 12 years. The South is a political and cultural entity lasted, but uh, by the time of the Civil War, it had already lasted for 250 years, and it's lasted 150 years since then as well. Now, if both people on the left and the right are getting this issue wrong, the mayor of Richmond, who's had plenty of calls to remove monuments from Monument Avenue there, uh, the mayor of Richmond, LeVar Stoney, sums it up pretty well. We have a chance to advance the truth, the complete truth, by using these symbols not for celebration, but as tools to educate. I wish these monuments had never been built, but whether we like it or not, they are part of our history of the city. And removal would never wash away that stain. The hate that built them will not go away just because Terry Jackson doesn't start, nor will it end because of some statues on a tree-lined street. It resides in hearts and minds. And the way to change hearts is to educate minds. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor Stoney, for being the only voice of reason, it seems, in this debate. He, he went on to say, uh, perhaps it was in another place, quote, at the end of the day, those statues are offensive to me, very offensive to me. I imagine they would be. They're offensive to me, too, since they killed old great-great-grandpappy Knowles. But you know what I'm going to focus my time on? Destroying vestiges of Jim Crow where they live in our city. Public education, you name it. So he makes this great point. Toppling these statues will do absolutely nothing for the people who are living other than obscure their own understanding of history, their own understanding of their communities. But it won't have any tangible benefits to improve the lives of these people, which it, he could do. He could all focus his attention as the mayor on actually improving the lives of his constituents. This same thing has been happening at my dear alma mater, Yale. It's been going on for years. They wanted to rename the residential college, it's sort of like a dorm there, from John C. Calhoun, because Calhoun was a proponent of slavery. So Calhoun College has been in the center of this debate for years. They finally decided they weren't gonna rename it. Then they decided they were going to rename it because that administration these days has absolutely no backbone. But last year, it got even worse. A Yale employee took it upon himself to use a broom handle to smash an old stained glass piece because John Calhoun was on it. He, he destroyed this property, this piece of art, and not only did Yale force this guy to lose his job, and not only did they uh, not press charges, they, they rehired him. They gave him his job back. They didn't press any charges. And, and then they suggested that they form a committee to decide which other pieces of art should go into hiding because they weren't politically correct or they refer to some aspect of our history that we don't like to acknowledge anymore, that it's not fashionable to acknowledge. Absolutely pathetic. It's evidence that not only at Yale as a microcosm of this, but now around the country, the inmates are running the asylum. And I can think of no better example of the inmates running the asylum than bringing on our panel of deplorables. We have them in studio today. We have all three in studio. First, of course, first and best, Amanda Presta-Giacomo. And then we're also joined by Paul Bois and Jacob Era. This is an all Daily Wire panel today. So let's just go really quickly down the line. We'll start with Paul. What do you think of this? Should we take down the monuments? Should we not take down the monuments? I think it should be left up to the municipalities and the people of the town. I think they should not sure. have an honest 
healthy discussion, not somebody at Huffington Post writes an article and then you get a bunch of SJWs down there that tear down the statues. An honest, healthy discussion if the statue should stay up. Sure. Absolutely not. No way. This is this is step one. I mean, they're going to keep coming. What else is next? What are we going to take down next? Why are we erasing our history? It's important to remember this stuff, remember the races, remember what we overcame, and how we did overcome that, and we united and came back from slavery. So absolutely, 100%. No, don't give them an inch. I'll take a mile. They're taking them down on their own. Stop them. Jacob. Uh, I think I'm the only Southerner actually on this panel. Thank but, God. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I like, but, I like this. But I actually, I, I agree with Paul. I think it should be left up to the local municipalities. As a person of the South, I've seen how, how hurtful kind of the lost cause, which is such a ridiculous thing to talk about the Civil War in that perspective. Um, in, in New Orleans, there was actually a statue that was dedicated to racism. We were like, we are... It was a statue. We're proud that the, we're proud of our white heritage. That one deserved to be taken down. <laughs> yeah, obviously, yeah, I would that, I would have <laughs> given money for the bulldozer to knock it down, even. But uh, as far as the historical statues, um, I think I don't think we should pretend the Civil War didn't happen. We need to remember that it was a hard time, and we healed from it. And it uh, should be left up to the locals whether they want to take them down or not. So, Amanda, you seem to have the strongest opinion on this, and I, I tend to agree with you. What do you think about this argument? They say, well, we won't destroy them. We'll just put them in museums. We'll put them in cemeteries, put them out of the public square. Yeah, I, I think, again, that's that's kind of erasing um, our history. I mean, that that's better than this nonsense where they're toppling them themselves. Mm -hmm. um, that's disgusting. But, but again, I mean, I think it just shows, I mean, and it's a slippery slope too, as always. So who who else are we taking down next? Right. Are we going to go, you know, in in colleges? They're already going after, you know, they they're like just not covering people because they were slaveholders. They're like burning books in colleges right now. I mean, Oxford so, wanted to get rid of uh, Cecil Rhodes out of yeah, Oxford College, right? Right. So we see this everywhere, and I think it's just really dangerous to set this precedent where we do this. I mean, yeah, local municipalities, sure, but where does it stop? Why do we set this precedent? I think it's a bad move to do it. There might be some good intentions, but it could lead to some really bad things where we're just, you know, censoring history. Absolutely. Roger Kimball wrote a great piece when all the nonsense was happening at Yale. I, I suppose that isn't a particular time. It's been going on for years now. <laughs> yeah. But he wrote a piece about how we need to rename Yale itself because obviously Elihu Yale was a slave trader mm -hmm. and uh, he was a British imperialist and it's unthinkable that yeah. we would name. George Washington had a stance on, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't for gay marriage. We'll find that up next and we'll have to erase him from history. Are I you mean, telling me George Washington <laughs> wasn't in favor of gay marriage? This is outrage. Let's oh, start wow. the petition. Yeah. Now, it you raise a great point, which is that the it seems that we're a little less educated about our history right now. It seems that the less educated we get about our history, the more we want to tear down monuments that refer to our history. Why is that? One, I guess, why don't Americans study history anymore? And, uh, and, and why does it make us so uh, upset at historical reminders? Paul? Well, I think it was, we get the talking points about what the history is. We just say Confederacy, racism, and slavery, and, oh, there's a statue over there that represents that, so we got to tear it down. We don't get the full historical context and understanding of why they exist. And so that's why we just have that initial reaction. We just get the base. We don't get the full There, There has yet. been a movement in education to not read primary texts yeah. anymore, to only yeah, read right. synopses of primary texts mm -hmm. or secondary or third. Yeah. And we, and we just, you know, we all operate off of emotion. 
So mm. it's not necessarily about the facts or the context or any of that. Yeah. It's just whatever you feel like racism, bad, tear everything down, censorship. No, like you need to understand the full context, um, you know, and, and work from there. But just this immediate, this gut reaction, just go off of feelings and condemn people as racist or sexist or bigots. That's ever that's everywhere in our culture, and we see it here. But I think this is important. Why I do think a healthy debate needs to be happening in these towns uh, and in these cities where these uh, monuments exist, and where I speak that speaks to the whole idea of them putting them in museums is that. Are we having an honest, healthy debate where people are saying what they feel mm -hmm. about these things? And are, do we have a healthy view of the Confederacy? Because sometimes we necessarily don't. And I think those, uh, that will naturally resolve itself by having those kinds of healthy debates. Sure. Rather than the dictatorial, tear them down right now. And yeah, the left, right, the left exactly. has pounced on this. I, you know, they do this every time. They never let a crisis go to waste. <laughs> and of course, you make a great point. If these towns and these local communities want to take down their statues, that's totally up to them, I right. suppose. Right. But something tells me those Democratic Socialists of America that we saw in that video were not live, living in the local areas. Yeah. Yeah. The IWW getting bust in. Right. There's obviously a well-funded effort. Soros plants. Yeah. Yeah. Almost <laughs> certainly. And, and that's another thing, too, is what they don't realize is these Democrat Socialist Antifa people who come into these towns, that shores up the other person's opinion. Mm. So, so yeah. you might have had a town having a debate whether to take down a statue, but then when these outsiders come in and just rip up your public property, well, of course you're going to go, no, that's my statue. You don't have the authority to do that. And so they're, they're actually causing, they are causing the fight and when, when they could have easily just come in and say, hey, listen, why don't you have a debate about this? This is important. Right. But can, that, can it be a rallying point? That is the one counter argument is they say, if we leave up a statue of Hitler, then Nazis are gonna use that as a congregation point. Or if we leave up a statue of Jefferson Davis, Richard Spencer is gonna show up there. Is that any sort of legitimate argument? Is there a real threat of that? If there is, should we even care? No, I don't think so. I think the rallying point is happening because the, the left is just going into these cities and saying, tear them down without allowing any kind of debate. And that's creating a vacuum that makes the Richard Spencers and the neo-Nazis go up and rally to them. Have you noticed that you've never seen Paul Blah and Richard Spencer in the same room together at the same time. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to leave that out there. You make yeah, a good yeah, point. and I, I hope that never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Good point, good point. I, I suppose that's right. Is there any, there's no real threat here? If well, it doesn't, like, it just doesn't solve any problems of racism by mm. moving a statue or ripping down a statue. What does that solve? There is no debate, as Paul was saying. If there's, if you're, you're deemed a racist if you even have a counter argument to this. There is no debate. I mean, that, that's that's the biggest issue. Well, it doesn't it doesn't solve anything otherwise. But if a bunch of if a bunch of conservatives rallied around a Joseph Stalin statue, of which there are several in the United States, um, what are the? We're going to say, hey, you know, Joseph Stalin tried tried to purge the Jews out of Russia, you know, just the same way that Hitler did out of Germany. Um, they would be defending, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. The Soviet Russia was all about equality. And, you know, it would be all of a sudden they would want to have a debate. Still, we have a Stalinist on the panel. It's just <laughs> unbelievable. Why do we yeah. let it be Richard Spencer <laughs> and we have a Stalinist on the panel? You, Amanda, you make a great point, too, though. There isn't, the, I think part of the reason why these views gain currency online is because there's such an oppressive culture where if you bring up any sort of idea, I mean, 
I, get, I did an entire uh, episode yesterday about how awful the Nazis are. Yeah. There will be people online today who call me a racist oh, yeah. and a sexist and all that sort of thing. It happens to every single person who's ever voted Republican. Yeah. And yeah. so it allows these fused, they're, they're almost subversive, they seem cool, mm -hmm. when in reality, they're stupid ideas, they don't have any serious philosophic or logical backing. And maybe if you would allow them out into the open, they, they would die as they, as they ought to. Yeah, and that's why that's why this is so dangerous because there is there is no dialogue right now. If if you you know say anything remotely on the other side, you are a racist. You're, you're there was um you know this whole all the Confederate stuff. Um, who was it? There was an, an actor who was calling everybody a Nazi if they didn't want to ban free speech for people with certain ideologies. I mean, that's insane. If you don't want to kill the Jews, you're a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, it was just, you know, there's there's just no dialogue around this. This is mm -hmm. not some healthy debate at a, a municipality where they decide, oh, we'll move this into a museum. That's not what's happening. What yeah, do you think it, about R Robert E. Lee's argument that it would be picking at old sores and it'll keep the scabs alive? Or, I think it or reminds us of the evil that our sin. I think it reminds us, mm. it's actually reality. I mean, trying right. to just it's hide that. It's so Catholic that. of you to want to think about your sin. <laughs> I agree. It's okay I, that we live with a little guilt. I mean, it's okay <laughs> to remember. Guilt never hurt anybody. Built, yeah. built Europe, for goodness uh, yeah, sake. Yeah, and like, and you know, maybe we should retreat from all these identity politics that we have right now, because, mm. you know, we don't want that, 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 that evil, that racism that we overcame. I mean, it's important to remember it. We're not glorifying it it's it's our history and it's actually what happened you're acknowledging you're confronting yeah, it. Yeah. Well, right I, here's where I, I would maybe disagree with that is because i think something in the public square is not necessarily acknowledgement that's reverence mm. um and that's where the the debate needs to come into play you know are we revering these or are we just acknowledging our history uh that's why a museum takes place that's why maybe keeping on battlefields i mean that's an honest discussion to have i don't think that's necessarily bad uh, thing that people are talking about. Sure, but you know, if you if you throw them into those museums, you might as well throw them into drawers and lock them up, right? I think that's the... <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's true. You know the old cliche, those who don't remember their history are doomed to repeat it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I think it is important that uh, in that context, you know, some of these statues maybe do need to stay up so we, so we don't repeat that history. Sure. Well, you know, we have so much more to talk about, including bubonic plague, but you cannot see it if you don't go to dailywire.com right now. I want you to stick around. I need you to be here, but you can only do that if you go to dailywire.com right now. It's $10 a month, $100 a year. You get the Leftist Tears Tumblr, keeps your Leftist Tears hot or cold, always salty and delicious. And if you want to watch, the, this is not a good example. We only have Amanda today. But, you know, very often, it, it's not just uh, Paul Bly and Jacob Berry here. We have a wonderful panel of deplorables. So you got to go to dailywire.com right now and sign up. President Trump, I love him so much, he tweeted out and then deleted a photo uh, just within the last two days of a Trump train smashing a person with a CNN logo for a head and the caption said, fake news can't stop the Trump train. Amanda, <laughs> first questions to you. How much better is Donald Trump than all of the other presidents combined? How, how many orders of magnitude? He's one of a kind, that's for sure, because nobody like him. I mean, the, the okay, so... I'm not a fan of the memes of the WWE stuff. I'm just not a fan. Have you seen them? Have you actually have you seen them? I, well, I, I'm not, I'm, I like them. I don't like when my president retweets them. Um, I'm not the biggest fan, but it doesn't matter because the media is so hysterical and so crazy that anytime Trump says something like this, 
their overreaction. He's calling for the murder of journalists. <laughs> By the way, I don't think it's a meme. I think it's a documentary. Slamming <laughs> <laughs> them on the ground. Yeah. So I mean, anytime they react to what something President Trump does that I'm not a fan of, I'm like, oh, okay, I love it because they're just so right. hysterical. You know, he's not advocating for the murder of journalists. Everybody calm down. He does. He's, not, he's not actually conducting a train. Yeah. He's not actually... <laughs> That's not him. That's not real life. Yeah. That's a meme. But so. Jacob, is it too soon? I mean, this poor woman got mowed down by a Nazi on Saturday. Is it a little soon to be yeah. posting these images? <laughs> yeah, I think maybe just a little bit too soon. But I guess. In, in all fairness to the president, Jim Acosta was kind of acting like a shrieking oh, yeah. harpy. Oh. I'm shocked. And, I'm yeah. shocked to hear that. And I, It's kind of funny. I, I think that meme in particular was too soon but had trump tweeted out uh, another one i probably would have been okay with it because jim acosta has just <laughs> ruined cnn for me completely he, i actually love him because he is will ferrell and anchorman <laughs> I, I really enjoy his presence he does presence. a lot for the right he does a lot yeah, I hope that there's rumors he might get his own show. I hope that's true. Oh, oh. we'll give him one on the daily wire we can have my <laughs> paul Bois, he deleted the tweet yes was he right to delete the tweet or should he have left it, it up? It I'm certainly doesn't help him. If there's one thing about Trump that's always been uh, beneficial to Trump is that he's unapologetic. And so you, him, think de you think deleting it doesn't help him? Yeah, I think mm -hmm. yeah, deleting it doesn't help him. If, one thing about Trump is that he's unapologetic and that this makes him look apologetic. Uh, and to speak to Amanda's point, uh, the media always overreacts to this. I mean, the last time he did that WWE tweet, they ended up finding some 15-year-old Redditor yeah. online. And yeah. just yeah. It docks the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it just, so leave it up, and they'd probably troll him to the point that they're going to do something else stupid. So yeah. I actually yeah. agree with you. Yeah. yeah, I think he should. Even though I hate this stuff, mm. I think it just, whatever, just yeah. leave it up. Yeah. But, but is the meme correct? True or false? Fake news can't stop the Trump train. Fake, new, fake news propels the Trump train. It does. It's a well-known machine because of people like Jim Acosta. I mean, they, yeah. they fuel his base so much they don't get it, and they just they don't understand. They've learned nothing, and they keep fueling him. I mean, every time they have an overreaction, every time they you know call him a Nazi sympathizer or whatever, it just fuels his base. And when they lie and they have to retract. That fuels his base. So their fake news only helps him. They are fake news, by the way. They they, they have been pulling yep. New York Times, Washington Post, CNN yep. have had to retract major stories, fire reporters. Yep. We're not talking about just getting a couple facts wrong. Mm. They have been terrible at their jobs. And all their anonymous sourcing that turned out to be bunk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why why is that? Is it just something about Trump that irks them, or have, have their standards I, fallen for some other reason? I honestly think it's they see Trump as a traitor. Right, because he used to be a Democrat. He was one of them. He mm. was one of them, and now all of a sudden he's not, and they are trying to punish him for it. But they, but exactly what 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 you said earlier, they're just shoring up his base. That's mm. uh, that that's all there is to it. They are they are oiling that machine, and it's going to keep on going. And because Trump is so brash and unapologetic, typically mm -hmm. they really hate that, and they hate that he'll smack them back. That was one of the things that I really liked about Trump. They'll smack the media. And they, they just can't stand it. They can't stand being called fake news in the middle of a press conference. Yeah. And he, he talks like a New Yorker, oh, which yeah. is, I mean, Amanda, you know this. Yeah. The way New Yorkers, sometimes when people who aren't from that wonderful place mm -hmm. hear New Yorkers talk, they say, why are you so mean to each other? <laughs> so, yeah. You're not mean. It's just well, it's the my way. my best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's kind of fun. It's mm -hmm. funny. It's just the way you talk. Yeah. And he de we haven't seen that uh, in a very long time. Since FDR, I guess, was the last New Yorker president. Yeah. And he did not, he did not talk like the Donald. Okay, <laughs> we have to move on. Speaking of the mainstream media continuing to harp on President Trump, mm -hmm. uh, they're harping on his condemnation of the Nazis not being emphatic enough. 
And the Nazis seem to agree, actually. So Richard Spencer called it, quote, kumbaya nonsense. Uh, he, he said he doesn't take it very seriously. Others uh, echoed those sentiments. Jacob, are Spencer and the mainstream media correct? No. The, Spencer is just doing this to get attention. We didn't even know who Spencer was until the media started reporting on him. Of course. He would have no platform right now, but because the mainstream media want to somehow tie this guy to Trump, this, this horrible racist, they want to tie him to Trump, they're just going to report every single little thing he mm -hmm. says, and especially if he says Trump by name. But he does, I mean, these guys, I'm all for admitting that the Nazis are, they have leftist premises. I'm all for saying that. I think these are fundamentally left-wing movements, but they're also a little bit right-wing movements too, right? These guys sure. did vote for President Trump, so there is some association there. Yeah, I think he got, so the media are going to overreact. They're going to say things that aren't true no matter what. They're going to go on Trump no matter what, but... I think Trump got himself in trouble. He should have named, right off the bat, he should have named both groups, mm. uh, Antifa yeah. and, and the Nazis, because that's, I mean, you know, that's exactly they were what both again, they were both very violent. The I one mean, example, I mean, obviously the Nazi yeah. plowed his car, but all of those little attacks right. that you saw the canister with a homemade flamethrower mm -hmm. and the rocks and all that, that seemed to all be Antifa or mm -hmm. largely Antifa. Right. Mm -hmm. So when this was coming out, I mean, he should have condemned both sides, specifically called out the, the, the man with white supremacist, uh, white supremacist ties mm -hmm. who murdered. I mean, that's awful. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting to announce it all. But because he didn't, and it was kind of, it almost sounded like he was going off script when he was reading that. Mm. Um, you know, many sides, many sides trying to not take. He, I think Trump is annoyed that they're being tied to him because he has a, he has denounced. Because they would do it anyway. I mean, they do it to yeah. e every yeah. Republican. They say, when did you stop beating your wife? And yeah. you might think it's that sort of moment. So I, didn't, I don't think it was necessarily nefarious of Trump. I might be naive to, to not name them specifically. I think he's just annoyed that they're being tied to him anyway. So he's saying everyone, everyone there doesn't want to name them by name because then it's tied to him because that's what the media is trying to do. Um, but be, because of that, when, he, when Trump comes out a second time mm. and then names them, you have these white supremacists who are saying, oh, he didn't really mean it. It took him They you know, made him do day, it yeah. a couple days later. And that's, and that's a problem that, that Trump steps into by doing that. Created it for himself. Yeah, right. Paul, did he, is he just playing footsie with fascists here, or is he damned if he does and damned if he doesn't? I think he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. So you don't, you don't think he's winking at these guys at all? He no. wants to keep their no, support? No, my, my honest opinion is, it is I think it's just Trump being Trump. I think he just wanted to say what he wanted to say, and that is say on many sides, and he's not necessarily thinking clearly that people are going to want him to tailor his rhetoric towards uh, specifically condemning white supremacists, so he just comes out, he says it, and then huge blowback, mm. and everybody's like saying, well, yeah, you gotta condemn him specifically, and he's like, well, I said what I wanted to say, and so, okay, and now he goes out and says it, and it looks like he's just, you know, caving to press demands, it's, yeah, it's, that's my opinion on that. Oh, I was just going to add, you know, I think we also have to be careful on the right's criticism of, of Trump on this, because when Obama would come out and say anything that had to do, you know, with the Dallas, uh, anytime a police officer shot an unarmed, an unarmed suspect, Obama would go out immediately reactionary. And then we on the right would always go, oh, wait, wait, let's let's measure. Let's let's get mm -hmm. all the facts. And then I think Trump did that as well. He's like, well, I, he gave a statement. Want to get the facts. Said, we don't know the active facts. situation. Yeah. So exactly. and, and then when he got all the facts, he came out and condemned them. I, I do think in this case, since we know it was Antifa and neo-Nazis, right. neo he right. should have done it. But I also think some of the criticism is being a little harsh on him. Well, yeah. it's, they're also just totally, the media and, every, and everyone in America, it feels like, is just totally ignoring 
um, you know, when oh, President Obama would never name Black Lives Matter, would never he would name. Throw, he would throw never. fuel on the fire. My, my child would look like Trayvon Martin. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, we forgot all this. I mean, uh, a, you know, a Black Lives Matter sympathizer murdered five cops in Dallas. He didn't condemn Black Lives Matter no, or their other. No, he did not. not. And it's embraced them. You know, memory hole. Like nobody remembers that. And it's 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 he stood it's on their sad. graves at their funeral. Right. But but President Trump. I mean, President Obama was wrong to do that. And it's. I also mm. think President. Trump should have named both uh, Antifa and the neo-Nazis. And he should name President Obama. I love, we got eight <laughs> years of blame Bush. I want a little bit more blame yeah. Obama. I think it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now those answers were not hysterical enough, so we need to ratchet it up a little bit and talk about bubonic plague. Yeah. In other signs of the apocalypse, the Black Death appears to have made a return to the United States. <laughs> Fleas carrying bubonic plague, which killed 50 million people in the 14th century and took out between 25 and 60 percent of the European population, have infected three victims in Arizona. Paul Bois, is our Lord's return to judge the living and the dead imminent? Well, as our Lord said, Michael, it is not up to us to know the season. So I'd be a bit more Not even you? Not uh, even his yeah. evidence, Paul Bois? <laughs> so I'd be a bit more concerned of Antifa barging into your show one day and disrupting. Than the Black Day. Yeah, 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 and the, the Rapture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. Amanda, we always talk about our news cycle as if it is the end of the world. You know, every election is the most important election of my lifetime and everything. This is the end. The conservative movement's over. The right wing is over. The country's over. Is it? Is there anything right now is our time especially dire or is this just typical hysteria uh, i think it's i think it's typical hysteria um i kind of fall into this too a little bit because i thought we were gonna all, all die of ebola and zika i thought we were goners i really was <laughs> like lived. terrified we're, we're yeah here. my dad had to like calm me down and say that we're gonna be fine but um yeah it's you know, hysterical stuff i mean if you look at you know everything in context then you know, this kind of stuff happens and we'll, we'll be all right but our, our culture is rotting, though. I won't say that. <laughs> that is the plague. Yeah, that, that is, is the plague. plague. That is the plague. It's been going on for 500 yeah. years, the <laughs> 100 years. Yeah. Jacob, we, but you, you make a fair point that the culture might be decaying, mm -hmm. but we are living through basically the greatest time of peace and prosperity in the history of the world, mm -hmm. and yet rates of anxiety are on the rise, depression are on the rise. Why are people not happy? I think it's the media. The mainstream mm. media always churns out anything if, if it bleeds it leads right so mm -hmm. they're always churning out everything that could possibly go wrong i mean if you remember when the uh, malaysian airline plane vanished how could i forget yeah, it <laughs> six months of that. news coverage yes cnn yeah. harped on that for six freaking months okay it's not, we don't know what happened to it it's it, either send someone to malaysia and investigate or shut up yeah. you know it doesn't um they they run these stories over and over again, and it's it's basically uh, it's it's basically pornography for the for people who have anxiety. So there, I'm all for blaming the news. I blame the mainstream <laughs> media all day long. Yeah, yeah. But there is you got to this point of the culture decaying. Yeah. Do you think that might be part of it? There is a we have all the money in the world now. We're, we are richer than anyone has ever been. Yeah. Is there some sense that? that's not quite gratifying we've turned away from take, what, yeah take a look yeah. at any feminist over 40 alone yeah. living with six tabs i mean i think yeah. you know i'm serious though i mean that's Holds not no punches that's <laughs> not happiness They're like oh yeah you know i have a career and nobody and i'm alone that's not that's not happiness so Sure, I'll, I'll blame feminism. Yeah, we'll yeah, <laughs> throw that in there with the mainstream. Definitely yeah. one of the feminism, feminism ruins everything. Yeah. Uh, but uh, P Dr. Peter Kraft of Boston College really kind of said it best. Uh, all of our technological advances is all a great how, but we've made a greater how and uh, for a lesser why. We don't necessarily know why. 
why we're, we, we have all these technologies, why we have uh, our houses, and which it's always about what we're doing. Yeah, what we're doing, it's always about proclaiming the glory of God. And that is uh, that collapsed in the 1960s. That is a pretty dire way to end, but we have to. <laughs> so thank you, the panel of deplorables, Paul Bois, Amanda Presto-Giacomo, and Jacob Airy. Now it is time for the final thought. Inside every social justice warrior is a tyrant yearning to spring out. The left famously never lets a crisis go to waste, and our American Taliban has seized on the crimes of a handful of idiots and criminals in Charlottesville to finally topple our Biloxi Buddhas. That impulse is revisionist, anti-historic, and un-American. The truth above all things, toppling statues achieves nothing other than obscuring our history. It's an attack on our ability to understand our country and ourselves. And Robert E. Lee is only the beginning. The left's rapacious appetite to whitewash our history will grow only more ravenous. Who's to say where it will turn its fangs next? Who's to say? I don't know. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Thanks for being here. Come back tomorrow. We'll do it again.